And now, welcome to the Just the West podcast. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to the Just the West podcast. I'm your host, Just the West, and I have uh, my co-host, T. Up on the line. T. Up, what up, though? No, what do you do, yo? Yeah, man. It's good to have you back. So for those that might have, well, I don't think you necessarily forgot T-Up, but uh, T-Up has been gone the last couple weeks because he had some finals to handle and take care of his business, but now he's back. How'd you do, man? Yeah, man. Uh, uh, thanks, thanks for, uh, you know, I had to take a little break, but I think that's half the classes and uh, getting ready for putting together my hat. So um, that's been going on. Uh, this Saturday, I'm actually leaving for Asia this Saturday, so I've been, uh, the past couple of weeks has been pretty hectic trying to get everything together, and, uh, I have started to pack tonight, and, um, yeah, and then also caught the, the Niner game, and what a freaking game, even though it was, uh, you know, kind of meaningless, some will say, you know, doesn't really impact our season, but... Yes, sir. And for those that don't know how long it's been since the Niners beat the Seahawks, it's been it's been five years, guys. It's been five years since the Niners have even competed against the Seahawks, and this was a game where um, they they only played each other like a couple weeks ago, and they got their asses handed forty-one to sixteen. I'd like to say at Seattle. Um, kind of a disrespectful game. They uh, they certainly had a lot of fun with the celebrations at Seattle. And so the Niners, I mean, even going into this week, head coach Kyle Shanahan mentioned, like, hey, we're I'm getting sick of this shit. Like, I want to win. Um, and to your point, I mean, this definitely does hurt their draft stock in regards to the uh, NFL draft. I think that going into this, they were slated to get the number one pick, but because they picked up their fourth one of the season, they're now slated at the fourth, fifth slot right now. So it does, it does affect you, you know uh, some of their chances to to get a pass rusher. But um, overall, let me ask you this: tee up, would you rather take take the victory, or did did you really want to uh, quote unquote tank to, to get uh, Nick Bosa? Uh, I it, it, I see it both ways, but. And you can't take that win away from us because, you know, the Seahawks were, it's, it's been, like you said, five long years since we beat the Seahawks. And that was, to think about it, that was, that was pre-Super Bowl, right? I think that year, the yeah, last, Richard Sherman mentioned on the interview uh, that the last time the Niners won, they went on to go to the Super Bowl and, and win that year. So, yeah, it's been a while. It's been a long but, while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. I think it might have been week one of that season with Kaepernick, Kaepernick starting. Shit. But yeah, no. I mean, to go back here, no. I, I, I will take that win. You know, we may have slipped down the, the draft board. For the, you know, everyone. Nick Bosa. But I'm all about that, man. I, I'm happy for the win, and especially after seeing the, the videos. Uh, that's been well well published on the internet. Like, man, I'm, I'm happy for Sherm. You can see it in the States. I'm super pumped. And uh, the team morale is back up again. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's like, I won't say it's like last year, but kind of sort of. I mean, this is a four and, yeah, there are four four wins, ten losses or whatever. They're a four and ten team 
but they're like the happiest four and ten team in in the league. I'd like to say. I mean, compare them to like I don't know, like the Raiders or like some of these other bottom dwellers, like the Cardinals. They just got their asses handed to Atlanta. At least the Niners have some fights. I can appreciate that. Um, you know, the idea of tanking sounds good on paper for you know for, for a lot of us, but you know, for these players and coaches that play week in and week out and put put their bodies on the line uh, and, and prepare accordingly, it's it's easier said to to lose outright, but to actually do it week to week, it's it's pretty grueling of, of, a, of a process, you know. No one likes to lose. Absolutely, yeah, I, I agree. No one likes to lose. So yeah, let's go ahead and talk NFC West. So right now, the the Rams they're still first place and they're going to remain first place. They're eleven and three, and we can talk about that in a minute. But yeah, they lost again, and not only did they lose, they uh, they lost to an Eagles team where they were 13, 13 and a half point favorites at L.A. without Carson Wentz. Nick Foles, the God, came through, and yeah, they got their. I won't say they got their asses handed. It was thirty to twenty three, but they were down the majority of the game, which is it's kind of interesting. Um, the last couple weeks, especially with their defense, uh, the Seahawks are second place at eight and six. And to be quite honest, I mean, this was a game that they needed to win uh, against the Niners. Had they won. This past Sunday, they would have clinched a playoff berth for the wild card at the number five seed. Uh, so that remains to be seen. And then you have those San Francisco 49ers, the happiest go lucky four and ten team in, in the NFL. And then lastly, you have the Cardinals, who are three and eleven. And yeah, they got uh, they got uh, it was pretty ugly. I, I watched some of the game. I couldn't watch all of it. It was pretty hard to watch. But they got their asses handed fourteen to forty against the Falcons, and so that's that's the NFC West right now. Uh, did he get the chance to watch any of the games outside of the Niners, Tom? Uh, yeah, I did watch the, the Rams game. That was, uh, that was exciting. It was kind of low-scoring at first, but uh, it picked up after halftime. Yeah, let's go. Actually, you know, let's go ahead and talk about it. I mean, um, you know, obviously they, they were upset. I mean, it was like a... It's a 13-point favorite at L.A. without Carson Wentz. And then all of a sudden, Jeffrey had, like, 160 receiving yards. Todd Gurley. I mean, Jesus Christ. Todd Gurley, you know, he did his thing, but he also left the game uh, with a knee injury as well. He came back. Uh, But what's your overall impression with this Rams team? Because they're they're struggling right now at at an important time where they need to be playing their best football to end the season on, on a high note. Uh, especially for NFC playoff seedings. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, back-to-back losses uh, at Chicago and then at home versus the Eagles. Um, kind of rewind, you know, the first, you know, they're kind of on the skid right now, but the first loss, they didn't even score a touchdown in, in Chicago. And fast forward to yesterday, they only put, you know, they put up 23 points, but their defense is just... Uh, I don't know. There's some, you know, they. You would think that you know the defense is full, is fully healthy right now. Until it's second game back from injury, uh, you know, Peters. There's no known injury. You know, the the front line is still healthy too, but it's just not enough. And you know, give credit to Nick Foles, and he 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 showed up, man. It, it was the Nick Foles that everyone was uh, used to seeing from last season, and he. 
It's bothersome, though, because, I mean, the Rams, whether it's Akeem Tlaib, Marcus Peters, the Dumdekonsu, like, you know, a lot of high-profile defensive acquisitions in the offseason, and, you know, you'd expect them to be a little bit better. Um, you know, what was really, what's pained me to watch is, I'd say, like, the body language, what, I don't know, it's, it's with the tackling or whatever, but they just seemed a little, a little lackluster at home. This was supposed to be like a... Um, in my eyes, especially after losing to Chicago and being on the road the last couple of weeks, to return home, this was supposed to be their statement game on Sunday Night Football to say that, hey, relax, guys, don't worry, we're still the we're still the motherfucking Rams at L.A. Uh, but they, uh, it was it was a big disappointment. I'm a little bit worried personally, uh, just because I I just um, last year they they played the Falcons at L.A. They were upset. At home, and this time around too, Jerry Goff is, uh, you know, it's not all his fault. Um, he's been getting hit a little bit more than usual, but he's not looking as sharp as he once was earlier, just even a couple months ago. Yeah, for sure. I think it's starting to show that, you know, during the preseason, you know, or training camp, there was, you know, the Rams never really, they never really made a splash other than Brandon Cooks for wide receiver and looking at their last game their top receiver was Todd Gurley with 13 targets and then Josh Reynolds with 12 and then Robert Woods with 9 Cook 7 Everett 7 you know it's like they don't have really a fair cut number one wide receiver right now well I, I'll, I'll say this they they definitely miss Cooper Cup I mean that was that was Jerry Goff's go-to guy on third down for all for short short yardage situations, he was his, you know, glue guy actually, and you know he's gone for the for the year with an ACL injury again. Uh, yeah, and I think they've been trying to adjust on, on the fly, and it's been it's been tough. Yeah, definitely tough. And you know, good catch. You know, people have he has a big impact to that team, but I think next week I think they're going to pick it back up. They're playing. In Arizona, so that should be pretty much a gimme for them. Knowing that they do, they still have to play. There's no, there's no resting for this game for sure. Yeah, you know that's for sure. And I think they're going to get a Cardinals team that is essentially waiting for the season to end and for them to get to the draft because uh, everything that could have gone wrong has happened for this team. And let's go ahead and talk about that game. So. Cardinals, they lost 14-40. to Josh Rosen had a pick six. He had a stri- strip sack fumble. He uh, he got hit several times. But all in all, I don't know. L- let me ask you this tee up. I mean, you know, sure, you, you know, you want your rookie quarterback to get his reps in early and get that game time experience. But do you feel that, uh, I mean, is this good for his development right now? Like the team, the offensive line, the receivers, they're they're all hurt. They're all struggling to to execute. Um, is this good for him in in the long term, or do you just want to? Uh, uh, you know what I'm saying, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I don't know. That's tough to say because you know, looking at the stats, he, I'm gonna be honest. I did. Uh, I was uh, unable to catch this game, but I mean, you didn't you didn't miss much. Like I said, I, uh, I I watched most of it, but it was it was a very ugly game. 
He had 132 passing yards, two interceptions, quarterback rating 38.4. I mean, it, it was it was pretty lackluster, man. Yeah, you know, he struggled very much. And when I'm looking at the receivers, yeah, they kind of, they struggled too. That's, uh, I mean, if I was Byron Leftwich or the head coach, I would keep him in just because, you know, young quarterback, he needs his reps. But probably in the pace of the game, he was just quite hammered. So, you know, give give him Sunday off and uh, just reboot for next week. Yeah. And they're going to play a Rams team that is, or they should be upset. They should be mad. And what better yet to put some payback and do it against your divisional opponent, which is the Cardinals. Yeah, for sure. Which is the Cardinals. We'll talk We'll talk more later on in the week as we get closer to week 16. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know. Any, any other final thoughts about the Cardinals? Do you think Steve Wilkes, I know this is his first year as the head coach, but is it too early to say that he's on the hot seats? I mean, it's a bit of, uh, yeah, I don't know, you know? Yeah. Of course, you know, yeah, first-year coach, you know, yeah, you're going to be in the hot seat, but we all know that it takes time for the system to get established and for for buy-in. So, yeah, he'll probably be on a shorter leash, but, you know, they, they're going to have to let him grow more into his position as a head coach and then let uh, Josh Rosen get a full season of... Uh, you know, he has a full season under his belt now, so that should uh, prove him, hopefully for the better for next season. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So let's go about, ahead. Uh, let yeah. me ask this. What, what changes do you think are immediate for, for Arizona? <sighs> well, I think, well, they had the quarterback, obviously. They're going to roll with Rosen, but uh, they need to, they're kind of in a weird transition in terms of the state of the franchise, meaning that, you know, you have your veterans like Chandler Jones and Larry Fitzgerald who are, you know, win-now players, but they're not win-now. They're, you know, they're rehauling their their, their their team. I think Steve Kime, their, their general manager, he, he hasn't been too hot the last couple drafts, and so you can make a case that his job might be on the line um, at the end of the season, but uh, they need an influx of offensive talent. Outside of Larry Fitzgerald, um, you know, Christian Kirk is very promising this year. Uh, he's out. He got hurt. Chad Brown's been a bust. I mean, they they need more receiving options to, to surround Josh Rosen. Um, you know, David Johnson, he, he's a great running back. But uh, another question moving forward is, I mean, philosophically, I mean, right now they're rolling with Byron Leftwich as their offensive coordinator. But to be quite honest, I mean, there's, you know, he's never been a coordinator before. He's was kind of thrust into the spot when um, McCoy was was fired, and so another question is like philosophically for their offense. I mean, especially with such a young quarterback, you want to make sure that you give him, you know, the right coordinator to align with. I mean, is Byron Leftwich going to be the offensive coordinator moving forward? I don't know, um, but they have a couple things that they need to figure out on the offense uh, for, especially for a quarterback so young. Uh, on the defensive side, I mean, I know they've had a ton of, ton of injuries. Josh Bynes was like their breakout player. He got hurt. Their secondary's been up up and down. But, I mean, overall, right now, they just need to continue um, to overhaul this this, this roster. Um, they, need, they need some changes. And I don't know uh, necessarily if it's going to be a quick, quicker fix, um, but uh, 
That's how I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, I could, uh, yeah, I agree with everything that you said. That's a, it's a good overview, J-Dub. For sure, man, for sure. And so, yeah. I'm looking at the stats right now. David Johnson, right now, he played 14 games. He has a total of, I'm sorry, I read that wrong. Go ahead. Yeah, Never it's mind. fine. <laughs> I, I thought... Johnson has a total total rushing of 843, but that's that is actually all purpose yards. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, the first half they didn't use him right, and even right now he's he's getting more yeah. love, but you know they're still trying to figure out philosophically how they want to go about this, and it doesn't help that their their quarterback Josh Rosen's only uh, he's 10, 12 pass completions. He just had yeah. 132 passing yards is not enough to make defenses respect you as a passing offense. And so easy. Yeah, yeah I mean, easy of fucking tar- target David Johnson. Corrected. Hmm. Sorry to interrupt you. No, go for it. David Johnson right now has 843 rushing yards, which makes that 157 yards short of a 1,000-yard running season. He has two weeks left. Yeah. What do you think about that? Um, not, I mean, it's possible, but... Arizona is playing Rams and Seattle. Both very... Not the run defense, but not known for the run defense. But possibly, I don't know, that's interesting. Yeah, he's got some wiggle. He, he could have some opportunities. I mean, so 150 yards, that means you only need to average 75 for the next two games. That's doable. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll see. That's the only thing uh, worth noting, I guess, for the Cardinals right now. Um, I have nothing else yeah. really good to say. Um, do you, Tom? Um, nah, not really. Okay, okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, call the Arizona fans, but you know, they're they're kind of in the same. Well, they're they're definitely in the rebuilding mode, and you know, with the whole thing about. Uh, firing the offensive coordinator in the middle of the season, yeah, that's going to shake up the organization. And then it's just filled of, uh, you know, just a bunch of, uh, it's a mixture of just vets and and young players. So they're kind of in that transition of, that transition period, just like the Niners. They're not even uh, like the Niners per se, because they're at the crossroads where, kind of like the Niners with Trent Baalke, um, their general manager has not performed uh to the level that they need him at. I know that he was suspended earlier on in the season for um, like for, for a DUI or something like that, but um, he hasn't been... I mean, he hasn't, he hasn't been too hot, let's just say that. And I think from... Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. go ahead. Yeah, no, I agree with you. What I was going to say is I think the Cardinals are like one year behind the Niners right now as far as like the rebuilding road. Yeah, I mean, they, they have their quarterback, or at least they're committed to their quarterback, but what do they do to really take that next step and, and build a foundation? Yeah. Yeah, so. Um, all right, so, well, the last game, obviously, is the Niners-Seahawks game. I watched that, you watched that, and it was a game where, I mean, the Seahawks, the spread was three and a half, and so you kind of had that underlying feeling, including Vegas, that this would be a closer affair, I, I give the Niners a lot of credit. I mean, they took last 
two weeks ago when, when they played the Seahawks. They they really took it upon themselves to be accountable. They didn't like the way things happened for that game. They had so many turnovers. Jeffrey Wilson. Um, they allowed you know a ton of yards on off of special teams. And so for this week in particular, their defense really cleaned it up. And actually, it was a very it was a very fulfilling win in, in the sense where all three phases of the team did very well. Offense, Nick Mullins had like, what, 250 yards, two touchdowns. Defensively, um, DeForest Buckner had, had two sacks. And then on special teams, uh, your, your boy Richie James Jr., they still, I mean, despite his fumbles in the past, he had their lone return touchdown and they haven't had a special teams touchdown in, in like years, and so that was it was a, it was a great win for them. Um, but conversely, Tia, let me ask you this: Is this more so on the Niners for their play, or is this more so the Seahawks mentally they, they were checked out going into this game, assuming that they would beat the Niners because they haven't lost to them in, in five years? Yeah, well, I mean, I Seattle they did have a bad game. There was a lot of calls where it went against them, and it was it was either a roughing the passer call. There was one of those. There was unsportsmanlike conduct. The whole you know Trent uh, Trent Taylor was involved in that. Yep. Um, there was there was just a couple of awkward calls that kind of went against the Seahawks, but um, yeah, I, I don't know. They, they, they didn't show up. They didn't show up. Their defense. Uh, Gave up a lot of passing yards. Definitely, that Russell Wilson. He, he played his he played his butt off in that that running game. Chris Carson. He what a stud he is. He, he, he's definitely a feature for that category. Yeah, that, that's a good point because I mean, when you look at the numbers, the run game was on point. Russell Wilson was efficient as usual, but I think you do make a good point. It was the penalties, the penalties that they got were timely penalties when they really needed it. Um, third down, they make it third and long or whatever, offsides. It seemed like all the penalties that they got came at like the worst possible time. And I know that a lot of Seahawks fans are complaining and bitching about the refs. Um, I kind of understand where they're coming from. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I do want to point out that the special teams accounted for 20 points of our... Uh, 26 points scored. So, yeah, that just, I guess uh, our offense, you know, doesn't, um, offense, I don't know, they, they didn't add enough help. I think we could have scored more, but there was, there was a few, uh, oh, do you remember when you were in the red zone, you were at the seven-yard line, and then Jeff Wilson threw the ball at, um, one of the offensive linemen's faces, or defensive linemen's faces, got called for unsportsmanlike conduct to yep. field the drive. Yep, I mean, they got the field goal instead. That, that was dumb. Yeah. Um, instead of second and goal, it was first and goal from, like, the 20-yard line or something. Right, 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 right. Uh, yeah, so that, that was... Not only I noticed there's a lot of that curse more frequent than usual where, you know, we have momentum in the drive and then there's just a penalty that just that kills it. I mean, this this season in particular, I don't know what the deal is, but I don't know how many false starts they've gotten this year, too. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty annoying. Uh, Jeff Jeff yeah. Wilson, he got the, well, I won't say he got the start, but 
you know, they featured him just as much as they did with Brita, but then Jeff Wilson continues to kind of struggle with, with the fumbles, and so they benched him for a bit. Brita did his thing, and then uh, from what I understand, Brita re-injured his ankle, and so I'll give uh, Jeff Wilson a lot of credit too because when they went to overtime, he had two really nice runs that set up the team to get in field goal range uh, to get the game-winning kick. So, I mean, um, it was a good game. It was a good game. Uh, any, any other final thoughts about this game? Uh, no. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm happy the way that this went. We'll worry about the draft one later, but, you know, I'm just, I'm just enjoying this one right now. And uh, also seeing uh, the cure. You know who I'm talking about? Say that again. The who? The, the cure. Oh, the chewer. You know, we have the clapper. With, yeah. Uh, with, uh, Jason Garrett, or what's his name? Yeah, Jason Ga- Garrett. Yeah, that's right. And you got the chewer with, P- with Pete Carroll. The chewer. Yeah. I oh. just want to smack that piece of gum out of his mouth. Just... I'm not going oh, to... Yeah, it, it was pretty sweet because it was a rainy game. Pete Carroll, he had that stone face look like they actually lost... And so when uh, the clock went to zero and the outcome was within the Niners' favor, it was pretty nice to see him see see that face of defeat. It's been five years since that's that's happened too. So two on that, two yeah. Okay, so initial lines for Week 16 in the NFC West. So you have the Bears at San Francisco. Bears are favored by four over under 42 and a half. What's your initial thoughts with that? Uh, I was surprised seeing the line being so low, but then again, I thought about how Chicago just clinched uh, playoff berth. Yeah. So I, I expect them to definitely rest players, especially if it's going to be uh, it's going to be wet and and slippery down in, uh, in Levi. So after thinking about it, it's really not too surprising. It isn't that interesting too, because I mean the Niners—they're on a two-game winning streak. They went from the first pick to the fourth pick, and they might w- actually win this game as well if Chicago decides to put in their their number twos, right? Yeah, yeah, very much possible. Yeah, and uh, um, I won't say I, I want the Niners to lose, but it certainly doesn't help their draft stock. So yeah, okay. We'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll, as far as draft stock being, we'll just take it one game at a time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Okay, and then uh, that's the 1 o'clock game. The other 1 o'clock game is an NFC West matchup. It's the Rams at Arizona. And, whew, it's pretty bad, too. Uh, it is opening with the Rams favored by 13.5 over under 47.5. And, a half. and they, should, they should be mad. I can tell that Sean McVay, post-game interview, he was pretty pissed off at his players for not being... Um, he actually said the players got to be accountable. I, I can't always like take the blame per se. That's essentially what he said on the yeah. interview. Um, so yeah, he's he's pretty pissed off. Uh, what say you with this? I think they, considering how we've been seeing the Cardinals the last couple of weeks, um, I don't mind taking the thirteen and a half. I think that the Rams are going to be pretty pissed off. Yep, yeah, I agree. I think this is a uh, in a golf analogy. They would say this would happen. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I would say this is a tactic for for the Rams. I think this is going to be uh, the game that the entire team comes out angry, um, and they're going to be playing in dome conditions. 
So I do see. I don't know about the spread, but definitely I, I think the Rams on this. Okay. Okay. For sure. And last but not least, Sunday Night Football, lit. Uh, this is going to be an interesting one. It's uh, the Chiefs at Seattle, and the Chiefs are favored by 2.5, over under 53.5. And, and just my first impression with this is, you know, obviously Patrick Mahomes versus Russell Wilson, two dual-threat quarterbacks, Mahomes being, you know, in the MVP race right now. But... I mean, conversely, for the Seahawks, can they go toe-to-toe with that sort of offense? Do the Seahawks have that firepower to, you know, right now it's 53-and-a-half over-under. I mean, do they have that capacity? Yeah, man. Both teams, they lost, you know, tough losses this past weekend. So it, they're definitely playing for uh, for staking that in the playoffs, especially with the Chargers. Did they take first place now? Are they first place in the West? Uh, let me check. I think I think they are. No, no, they're tied now. They're both they're eleven. Tied, yeah, they're, so both, they, they're both eleven and three. Yeah. Shit. And they both got staked. Man. So I definitely expect both of them to be uh, playing. Especially, I, I want to see Pat Mahomes. I want to see how he does in Seattle. Yeah. Tough place to play. Well, we're gonna find out. We're gonna find out soon enough. KC two and a half. That should be a really fun game to watch. That should be a fun game to watch. Yep. Okay. I'm not gonna be here though. Oh man. Sure. I'll see if I can choose it. Do what you can. Do what you can. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, tee up. I appreciate your time on a Monday night. For those that continue to follow the pod, thank you so much. Check me out Instagram at Just the West, Twitter at Just the West, and of course the blog www.justthewest.com Tee up. Till next time. We out here. Alright, later. Peace.